Hey guys, welcome back to Note to Self with Peyton Sarton. That's me, I'm Peyton Sarton. Thank you guys for coming back for another Thursday. So today's episode we're going to get into in a little bit is with my friend Kenzie. If you guys don't follow her on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube already, you definitely should. Um, I'm going to put all of her information in the show notes, but we can start with a life update like we normally do. So this last weekend, Joe and I went to Austin and we had a very interesting time, let me tell you. I think I discovered in this last month that 28-year-old me cannot drink like 24-year-old me. And I'll get really raw with this for a second because I'm going to bring you guys along on this journey. But to be completely transparent, something is going on in my body lately. And no, I'm not pregnant. I've already (laughs) tested and everything and I have my period and all that. But my hormones are wild out of whack. My stomach hurts all the time. Like I can't eat anything. I have two periods a month lately. Um, and we'll just circle back to the stomach thing because I literally can't eat without feeling so sick. And that also includes drinking. So I drank a couple days ago. I'm recording this on Monday and, uh, we were out on Saturday, like just during the day. And I really thought I was going to do Saturday during the day, like afternoon and then go to dinner and then go out that night. I ended up just like falling asleep at like, I think it was 10 PM after dinner. I was just like passed out with all my clothes on. Um, and I woke up at like 2 AM and was like, Oh shit, (laughs) I was supposed to go meet like all these people. Oh no. So anyways, that was an absolute shit show. Another thing I'm realizing is it takes like, I hit like a wall when when it comes to drinking now or like okay, I'll have two or three drinks in the course of like two or three hours, pretty normal. And then the second a shot comes near my mouth, I am fully blackout. (laughs) And I'm like, how is this fucking happening? Let's say two to three drinks and a shot in three hours. Like that should not make me blackout. There's no reason for that. I've, I've been to college already. I went to a, a state school, like We weren't fucking crazy. And now at 28, I'm like, I can't hang. I look like a psychopath after four drinks. Like something is wrong with me. (laughs) And then for the next three days, I am so nauseous and so tired. And I feel like my brain isn't working at like even close to full capacity. I've had a couple of people DM me about this because I mentioned something about it on Instagram today. And so many other women were like, yeah, 28 hit me like a freaking train <laughs> and I can't do it anymore, which is so sad because I feel like so much of my social life in my twenties has been revolving around like, let's go grab drinks together. Or like, obviously when I was dating and stuff, I'd grab drinks or dinner with drinks, like whatever it is. And now I'm just like, damn, do I need to go on a cleanse? Like, should I just not go be social for this entire fucking time? I am, I am definitely going to make a rule for myself where we're not, I'm not taking shots anymore. And I've tried to have this rule for a while, but people will peer pressure you 
and be like, oh my God, we need to do this because it's kind of like a communal thing. You know, you like are meeting people for the first time or like you're seeing old friends and you're like, yeah, let's take a shot together. Great. Someone orders a round of shots. They just show up. Things like that. And now I've decided like I have to be that party pooper who's like absolutely fucking not. (laughs) A shot is not entering my mouth because y'all don't want to see what happens to me after that. It's very sad. It's very, very sad, y'all. I'm also, I feel like I'm just going to return to being just like a beer drinker and just going to have to deal with life (laughs) through that new lens. It's just me, me and my Stella all the time, uh, at least when I'm going out. So yeah, I'm currently nursing a hangover still. Yesterday I drove Joe and I back from Austin and I seriously had to pull over like three times because I was just going to throw up everywhere. I tried to eat something, almost threw that up. Today, all I've been able to keep down is like a smoothie and some bone broth. So we'll see what happens. I actually signed up for new health insurance. So congratulations to me. That's always such a disaster to sign up for something new like that. Um, they don't make it easy, let me tell you. And then once I signed up for that, because I just switched from the California one to a Texas one, Uh, I also signed up for a thing called Parsley Health, which does work alongside insurance uh, at times, but they were able to help me with my gut health when I was like younger. I was like, I think it was like 24 when I first went into them. I think it was a couple years after I moved out to Los Angeles and they put me on this program with these supplements and it actually helped like hundred percent helped. So I'm going to go through the whole process with parsley health. I'm going to have like a virtual meeting with a doctor. We're going to do blood work and things like that. I could go to a normal doctor for that, just like in Dallas, but everything takes forever with doctor's appointments like that. And then lab testing is a bitch. And I don't know, parsley health just made it so easy last time. So I'm going to do it with them again. And I can share more about this on Instagram. I can update y'all via the podcast. Just if y'all are someone who's having any stomach issues at all, um, very important to keep on top of that because I feel like mine's just getting worse and worse and worse. I will say like I've taken allergy tests uh, in terms of like food allergy tests in the past and nothing has ever shown up to be really like bad for me. I have things that I definitely feel more inflamed from and bloated. Um, but I've never had an allergy to these things. Gluten used to make me really lethargic. And I learned more about gluten being obviously like wheat in the U S is sprayed with a chemical called roundup, uh, which is not good for you at all from what I know. And especially as it comes to fertility, my old gyno told me she was like, the best thing you can do for your fertility is, um, to avoid eating wheat in the u.s because it has this roundup on it and she's like an actual doctor a human doctor (laughs) told me that so i don't this is not me saying that this is just me relaying that information so i was trying to stay away from gluten for a long time um and i still will if i can it's a really hard thing to stay away from obviously especially if it's not like a blatant allergy but i do try to make sure that the wheat products that i'm getting are made in a very clean way. And I do check, check nutrition labels for that, but I think it's really hard to get around roundup in the U S cause it, they literally spray it on everything from what I understand, or at least that's what my doctor told me. So I used to not eat gluten a lot because of that. And she actually was like, don't do that for like, it's just bad for a lot of different things, this chemical. Um, 
But my first thing that I told her, and obviously when you're having conversations with your gyno, most of the things that I was talking to her about were like fertility, making sure like, you know, I'm on track with that all the time because I just check in on it every time I go in and see her. We have some conversations about remaining fertile, things like that. Um, And then that was just like a random tip she gave me. So I try to knock that one out. But my whole point, (laughs) just rambling, (laughs) my whole point is I haven't had anything come back like, okay, wow, you're really allergic to you know, whatever, eggs, chicken, dairy, gluten, I don't know, on the list was like strawberries, like they go through like so many different foods. And I wasn't really allergic to any of them, or really even sensitive. So who knows what's going on. And if you guys are going through this as well, I'm going to do it in public with you. So once I figure out what's going on, I can share how I did so and what I'm changing. And I think that this whole drinking thing is like related to these stomach issues that I've been having. And again, I have two periods a month and I continually check if I'm pregnant and I'm not. So it's a, it's a mystery, my guys, uh, that has really nothing to do with today's episode, but that's just what's on my mind right now. Um, especially after this Austin trip and just getting my ass absolutely handed to me by a couple of tequila shots. (laughs) That's what's forefront. That's what's on my mind currently. So let's talk about this episode. Uh, I have my friend Kenzie on. Kenzie and I actually met years ago when we were both living in Los Angeles. She is from the Dallas area and I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. So when we like met each other in LA and connected out there, our like Texas bond really like held us together. And then a couple of years later, I was looking for a roommate and Kenzie set me up with my roommate, my old roommate, Taylor, uh, who I lived with for a year and a half in my last year and a half in Los Angeles. And so her and I have just stayed connected through all of this uh, and just like life. And we followed each other pretty closely. So I had her come over and come on the podcast. I thought she would be a good person to have on um, to talk about like romanticizing your life and kind of doing the small daily things slowly and thoughtfully and implementing kind of a romantic idea of your life into your everyday. Of course, it's me and Kenzie, so we could talk for hours about literally anything. So we uh, get off maybe on a tangent or two here, but I feel like you guys are going to be able to relate. We talk about the that girl trend that's going on right now. Um, I think many of us or many of you, if you've been listening to this for a while, can um, can assume, well, that I personally am not like that girl. I do things that th- that girl does, but I'm so exhausted by the trend itself. I think it's actually a really catchy like headline though. And it's like a really good thing to put in your TikToks and in your YouTube videos and stuff. But for me, the content itself when I look at that girl content, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a reflection of my life. <laughs> and I've had this question before from someone actually in like an Instagram Q and a asking what I thought about that girl trend. So I thought we'd touch on that uh, a little bit. And at the end of the day, this, this whole conversation is just really about being like able to give yourself grace and let yourself rest and be who you are. And you don't need to mimic things being done on social media in order to be, you know, that girl, like you already kind of are important and you're doing things that are great and you're fine (laughs) and you don't need to drink lemon water and an acai smoothie every morning. You're going to like, it's fine if you don't want to do that. You're still, you're still doing well. You know, this is me talking to myself. (laughs) 
<laughs> you and your stomach issues are still doing fine. <laughs> it's okay if you cannot drink an acai smoothie every morning. That's also really fucking expensive. How do they have so much fruit and produce all the time to do that? So anyways, <laughs> without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Kenzie. Okay, so I'm sitting in my living room with Kenzie. We've been Hello. catching up and drinking. There are so many beverages on the table right now <laughs> <laughs> and snacks and just everything is happening around us currently. This is like the most beautiful, like aesthetic podcast recording <laughs> I've ever been a part of. Standard. Classic. Standard. Um, so Kenzie, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself just to kind of intro for the audience. Hi guys, I'm Kenzie. Recently got lip injections, so I... <laughs> I uh, recent victim of lip injections. Recent, and I'm feeling a little bit weird about them, but um, I'm 24, I live in Dallas, Texas. I grew up in outside of Dallas, started a YouTube channel when I was 16, lived in LA for four and a half years, and now I'm back in Dallas. I also have a podcast, so same stuff. Yeah, her podcast is called I Love You So Much. I've actually been on it before, quite a while ago, though. No, I think you've actually been on it like two or three times, though. Maybe twice. Yeah. Maybe twice. Yeah. Uh, so Kinsey is who I credit with connecting me with my most recent oldest or old roommate, mm -hmm. TK. So Kinsey kind of like set us up and TK and I, you can listen to TK's episode about this, but we like went back and forth on a voice memo and we're like, here's everything good about me. Here's everything bad about me. Are we going to match? And then we became roommates. Wasn't um, TK just on your podcast? Yeah. Like, five like today, ago? actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you Thursdays too? Uh-huh. Yes. Thursdays are such a good day. They are such a good day. They're the best day. You're, I was just talking about this. You have <laughs> so much to look forward to. Yes. Yeah. And it's like you can go out with your friends. It could be like a fun night or it could be a night in. Mm -hmm. They're both acceptable on a Thursday. Yes. And you're just excited about life. Yes. And when I was younger, like college days, going out on Thursdays, mm -hmm. were, those are always my favorite day. Fun. So like Thursdays across the board have always just been. Treated you well. Yeah. Also, I want people to associate me with those feelings. I don't want, I was doing Tuesdays first just because I wanted to say, see you next Tuesday. I, I understand that. That's it. <laughs> and then I was like, well, fuck, it doesn't make sense for a recording schedule anyways. Mm -hmm. And then I don't want people to like be sitting at their house on a Tuesday thinking about how much Tuesday sucks. And then like, that's what they're thinking when they're listening to me. That's actually, you put way more thought into it than <laughs> I did, but that's a very good point. I mean, I think I noticed that like yesterday mm -hmm. and it was more about convenience sake, but Thursdays. So Kinsey posts on Thursdays as well. She's also on Instagram, YouTube, you said, and TikTok. Oh, you've been really doing the TikTok thing lately. You know, thank you very much. Um, I recently changed. Did you see I changed my username to Kenzie the Texan? Yes, I did. That was because that's been my contact in Dom's phone since like the day we met. And I was okay. like, I should use this for something. Um, yeah, I, I like to think I'm an up and coming TikTok star. So thank you very much for bringing that one up. You really, she, you're like, truly, there's so many ideas coming out. So many. I'm surprised that you're not more viral on some of yours, though, because when I look at them, I'm like, that's probably viral. No, I know. And it's crazy. It's the yeah. ones I don't think like I will run a video, have a thought and I'll post it a million uh -huh. views. Like yeah. it's happened so many times. So and then weird. like, honestly, some of my best content is like maybe 10, 20. And I'm like, okay, listen, let's What's swap. Going on? Yeah. yeah, let's swap. Cause that one wasn't that funny. It's not my best work. I would like to retract. I, I would like, like to, to be known for this other yes. one. Yeah. Well, you've been doing the TikTok thing. I really respect it. I'm trying to figure out where I belong on TikTok too. What do you mean? I feel like you are so... Good, but like you I'm have okay it. with it, but like I don't get a, 
as many views as I want. Like I don't have okay. viral content. Like it's more like steady, just similar content. Mm -hmm. I follow a lot of girls like that though. Like for example, the girls doing that girl trend. Yes. And then there's like the girls doing like the darker version of that girl trend mm -hmm. where everything is like low, like not exposed or whatever. And they like martinis. And like, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm somewhere in between that. Also the that girl trend makes me want to punch someone Die. in the face. I was like, how do I explain that <laughs> Monday through Wednesdays, I think I would maybe identify with that girl a little bit more. And this yeah. is that like, I like to eat healthy. I like to cook from home and I like mm -hmm. to work out. Thursday through Sunday, I'm out until 6 a.m. Yeah. I am the one who's getting the time to like where to go. Like I, I think I have two different personalities that completely contradict yes. each other and they come out on different days of the week. Well, it's because you're an extremist, much like me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can't do one. I has to be all the way or all the way. Mm -hmm. And that's what also comes up in like Joe and I's relationship because he is so even keeled and normal. I don't know that. Consistent. Every day he wakes up, he feels the same exact way. He's going to go out on a Friday. He's the same exact way as he is when he wakes up in the morning that on so a crazy. Tuesday. How does he do that? I have, you know what I actually like learned about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most stable childhood. Yeah. Truly the most stable childhood. Also, I learned about this yesterday. And so this could be incorrect. But on TikTok, I've got to find it because I showed Joe this. It was a uh, transgender male. Okay. So he was a woman before and had experienced hormones and stuff as a woman and then started taking uh, testosterone. And he was saying like, this is liquid gold. He was like, I used to have the weirdest energy levels. Like it was just the worst. And I thought that was normal. And then about a year on testosterone, he was like, I wake up every morning and I feel the exact same. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, add it to the list. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what? Just fucked up. Yeah. I think every day I learn something new and I'm trying not to be angry about it, <laughs> but I'm blatantly angry yeah. about it. I, I am so it. mad <laughs> <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, I am a goddess, Joe. You have to understand I'm a fucking god. I'm like operating under this horrible time. <laughs> just, and he's always like, I get it. Okay, I understand. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, so mad. I but, just am so jealous. So jealous. That's where my anger comes from. I'm like, like, why couldn't that be me? Yeah, I understand that. It's so annoying. But anyways, he's super normal. We are not. not um, but the, that girl trend annoys me only because it's so... Okay, here's what I think about it. Marketing-wise, for YouTube videos, for TikToks, titling things, great. It looks cool. It's definitely like clickbait at this point. I'm yes. not clickbait, but it's definitely like- It does um, well. Because it does well. Everyone knows what it is. But also it just makes me exhausted to watch because I personally have attempted to live that lifestyle even when I'm being like extreme level health and I just never could do it. Mm -hmm. I'm not that person. Not everything in my whole apartment all the time is overexposed and bright. And I definitely don't wake up at 6 a.m. I mean, you wake up early, don't you? I don't wake up at 6. And to be clear, I was kind of kidding when I said I identify with her Monday through Wednesday because <laughs> I actually don't. Like, I like working out. I like being semi-healthy. I, I truly, I don't really believe in the word balance as much, but mm -hmm. I truly live in balance. Yeah. Like, I go to Chili's and I get, like, honey, yes. you know what I mean? Like well, you kind of just do what you feel at the time. Yes, That's exactly. I, I'm not, I don't have, like, a plan necessarily to, like, I'm going to have this green juice every single morning for whatever yeah. it is. I just like kind of do, if I think about something, I'll do it. But that girl, that whole trend feels like it puts so much pressure on you. So much. To be perfect. I'm yes. like, I can't do all those things. And film it all? Yeah, no what? way. It would actually make me completely miserable. Um, and that would just like be not <laughs> no. fun at all. 
there's this um, girl, Eli, on TikTok that I'm like obsessed with. And mm-hmm. she always, she recently, I think she recorded an episode on this. I should listen to it. But it's like that girl versus, versus this girl. She's mm-hmm. like very outspokenly against that girl. <laughs> and she's like, why don't you just like do things that like you like? And yeah. that can be in moderation. And I'm like, I think that is a better message. It is. But even like when we just talk all the time recently, a lot about like having a life outside of work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want people to follow me and think like, the only thing you think about me is like productive routines, discipline, work. Optimizing your optimizing life. Optimizing your life completely. I want you to think like having a full life, having hobbies, having mm-hmm. really good relationships with people in your life, like being happy and fulfilled. Like this yeah. past year is the first year. And it's it's not that I was making my life seem better on the internet mm-hmm. and it, at all, but it was like, I think naturally things used to highlight real. So you're going to yeah. see whatever. Well, something's pretty. Like for me, yes. if I say something pretty or like something that's aesthetic or something that like looks cool, I'll share it. I'm not necessarily like, I don't know, taking a shit and then taking a photo of it because exactly. that's ugly. Like, and I don't want like, to talk about that. And me crying on the bathroom floor or something. No, like, and in the middle of that panic attack. Can you imagine just like putting the... But the thing no. is, it's not because I'm trying to hide it. It's because in the middle of a panic attack, I'm not thinking about filming something. I'm thinking exactly. about trying to get through the panic attack. It's the last thing on my mind. <laughs> and that's not like it's anyone who filmed. It's just like that's the last thing on my mind. But this past year... In a half, I would say, is the first time in forever that my life has felt 10 times better in real life than it looks on social media. Mm -hmm. And I realized, I'm like, oh, it's actually because I'm in a much healthier environment for myself. I'm in a healthier headspace. I'm not, like, I'm operating as, like, fully, like, myself more than I was, like, just as, like, I need to work. Yeah. No, I understand. I think we all, the pandemic, the years that we've been through it now, I think we've, like, yeah, (laughs) I think we all, like, and we have gone through this wave, like, together. We're, like, everyone felt one way, and then everyone was, like, productive, get back to work, and then everyone's, like, you know what? There are bigger things in life, all right? I'm so tired (laughs) of being emotional, of being productive, and then being not productive, and then being drunk for... I was talking to Joe. I was like, when, I, when this first started is when I met Joe. And I was like, I used to just like think it was a funny thing. And we just like would get drunk on my couch because we couldn't go anywhere because we thought it was going to last for literally two weeks. And now it's been two years, over two years almost. Um, and we were just like laughing about that, how much we've all grown since that has happened well also at the very beginning and like, listen, I I did new business adventures. Mm -hmm. I'm love working. It's like my favorite thing to do. I'm incredibly driven. So I'm not saying like, don't do this. But I forgot about the point at the very beginning when it was mm-hmm. like Gary Vee, like, you should use this time. People, meanwhile, are like literally dying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and we're like all just like trying to start a new business yeah. at once. Like, no, it that was a whole thing. But here's we all have gone through the all the cycles. Like there was the ups and there was the downs. And then we were productive and then we weren't productive. And then and at this point, I think everyone's just so tired to the point where we're like, why don't we just live yeah. our lives. But I would just live life. <laughs> it's going to be okay if we <laughs> just do that. So that's that's also something funny to bring up is I was thinking about this today. I do a lot of thinking. You do a lot of thinking yeah. too. This is why we understand each other. Yeah. I was thinking, I was ruminating on this today when I was getting my <laughs> Botox because some girl was asking me how many units I get Botox, like of Botox and how, like where exactly. So I was talking to the woman who was doing my Botox and I was like, What's annoying and not annoying, okay? That's a standard question that I get. It's not an annoying question, but you have to think about, for this specific example, your face is completely different than mine. So I can't tell you, hey, go get Botox in this exact area. Like our faces are different shapes. We're probably different ages. Like 
It's so different. I can't give you instructions for every facet of your life. And that's the thing with the internet and the thing with bloggers that I'm trying to get away from, to be honest, is instructing people on how to live their entire life because then I get more questions about how to live your life like from people. And yeah. I'm like, guys, you gotta make your own decisions. You gotta go into a doctor <laughs> and have them survey your specific face. Don't just blindly listen to what I'm doing. And that's what that girl trend reminds me of is like very specific way that this is how you need to live your life to be that girl. And you need to have your greens. You need to wake up at six. You need to do do the little filming of the MacBook (laughs) clock at 6 (laughs) a.m. as it flips. With your like completely like white kitchen that's super modern. Your green juice. By the way, where are all these girls living that they have these nice apartments at this young of age? I don't know. There's there's also plants everywhere. So many plants. That means you're not going, you're not traveling. What are you doing? Why do you have so many plants? I would, I'm jealous because I do want a lot of plants, but I leave my house so much. I don't know how I would have. Do you want to know what my plants on my rooftop look like? They're dead. <laughs> They're all dead. Okay. And That's I how just, you know you're living your life. And I replaced them recently and they died again. <laughs> so I've decided I have to give up for my, for mental health reasons, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know when to give up. That's an important thing to yeah. know in business and life. <laughs> and I knew that this was, this is my time to this give up. This was the time. So anyways, yeah, I was thinking about that today. Just it's funny that we got into that conversation because that's what it reminds me of, of like people looking to influencers or some random person on the internet who, by the way, I started because I just randomly started writing on a blog one night. I'm not qualified to give people advice. It just ended up working out over the course of years. But like, I don't need to be telling people what Botox to get, what they should eat to be healthy for their body. I don't, don't, why are you asking me that question? All I can do is share my own stuff. But I think making these incredibly rigid routines based on influencers and stuff is so turning me off lately that I'm just like, can everyone just wake up in the morning and do a morning routine that feels natural and right to you? We yes. don't need to base all our morning routines off of what Gary Vee does every yes. morning. Not everyone is waking up at 5 a.m. No. <laughs> I was talking about this. I was, uh, okay, like routines are also, it sounds stupid, but like a very personal thing. Like what works for you works for you. Exactly. What doesn't work for you doesn't work for you. On the topic, though, of, like, why should I be telling you to do, like, live your life, Mm -hmm. I, my friends, okay, so I love doing, like, ask advice, whatever, but Mm -hmm. I always feel so stupid when I say that because I'm, like, I'm not, why am I qualified to give you advice? I always feel like I'm, it's always imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, and I, and most, I'm not giving, like, crazy advice. I'm normally, it's, like, experiences I've been through, Mm -hmm. this what happened, this one's, like, how I messed up, whatever. I was at my friend, like, guy's house this weekend, and they were, like, why the fuck are you giving relationship advice? You did it blank, blank. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a good point. That's fair. You but know, I, you know exactly why I'm giving advice now. Like, yeah. You know? Well, it's also easier to see from a third party perspective. Yes. Like I can, I try to do, and I picked up this tip actually from the him and her podcast. I think it was this last week about chatter in your brain. And it's about like talking to yourself, like you're a third person. So like you give yourself the advice that you would give your friends. And that's the only way that I'm like, I feel somewhat qualified, even if I failed at something that I can mm-hmm. like turn around. Cause I know what should be done. All of us kind of know what we should do in certain situations. You just need someone else to tell you yes. to confirm, you yes. know? I just, exactly. Like, even last night when I texted you and I was like, I feel, I texted her about yeah. something. And I was like, I feel so stupid that I'm even upset by this. Like yes. it literally feels like I'm fucking 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't even know why I must've started my period soon or something. Um, but it was even like, am I crazy? Like, it's like talking to someone. So it's like, am I crazy or is mm-hmm. this, you know? Does this, is this like actually annoying or something like that? Yeah. But no, I think that this year I've really noticed that. And so now another problem I'm running into on Q and A's and stuff, 
Um, now, instead of giving out advice, it's like a directive, like commanding people, like you should do this. I just give my own experience, right? But then all the questions end up being like, well, I like this and I like this and I this is my life experience. Let me just talk about myself for 8 million years. So it's been hard. I'm like, where do I, where do I even go from here? And especially having a podcast. Yeah. Like the confidence that it takes and whatever you're saying to get on a mic and be like, Hey guys. And by the way, it makes me want to die. Do you know how often I change my mind? And you know how like literally like contradicting like Mm -hmm. opinions I've given? Yeah. No, it it literally makes me want to die. Well, also here's the thing though. I think most people who listen to this, I know my audience, for example, I feel like they're more so than any other platform, they're like my friends. Because yes. other platforms, people, it just feels less like a two-way street, though it's easier for them to contact me on the other platforms. Yeah. This feels like we're having a conversation. Like podcasting because no one can comment or like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just alone usually in this, literally here is where yeah. I report everything. But I feel like there's some kind of leniency people give you as your audience on podcasts because they realize that you're literally speaking stream of consciousness. Unless, I mean, of course, you're going to script everything, which I don't. I literally didn't have an outline for this episode. We are going to have like a topic that we're going to talk about in a second. (laughs) Kind of goes along with this. But anyways, I think that they give you more leeway to like be a human being because it just sounds like you're just on when people are, I don't know, making their breakfast or whatever, driving their car. And it's just like, they're just hearing you chat about random stuff, which I prefer because it feels a little bit less like I'm holier than thou. I'm giving advice yes. where more I'm just talking about like life and hoping that someone can have an either a new perspective or can relate in some way and like feel a little bit better. Yeah. You know, I think that's the whole point. But anyways, I've been trying to get to that point because I'm just refining my approach to social media lately a lot. I mean, you know that we already talked about yeah. that and moving to Dallas has been really helpful Kenzie is the queen of Dallas. My favorite place in the world. Self-proclaimed at first, but then I also agree. So I've anointed you. (laughs) You know, I was kidding at first. And then I think it actually kind of, I think it's, you know, in my head it kind of happened, manifesting Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, moving to Dallas was the healthiest thing I've ever done for myself. And that was not why I moved. I didn't even realize how many problems I had in LA until I moved to Dallas. And I was like, oh. What do you think were your biggest problems in LA that you noticed right away? Um... I, I like legitimately had a work problem. Like, and I don't want to say addiction because addiction runs in my family, but Mm -hmm. when addiction runs in your family, you have 50% chance more to like struggle with it. And it's not always just like drugs and alcohol, but I've talked about this before and I sound really dramatic saying this, Mm -hmm. but it was never ever the numbers on the screen. It was always how hard I was working. So up until I went to the college that I went to, which was also, you know, like iffy on a good or bad decision, Mm -hmm. I literally would just lock myself in my room or my apartment. I was Mm -hmm. a college student online. I was working for myself. I was by myself in a one bedroom apartment. You have to keep in mind that I moved out when I was 17. Mm -hmm. And I also left, yes, a lot of it was career wise, but there was so much happening at home. Yeah. And that was really the biggest reason that's why I left. But like, obviously to everyone else, it's a lot. I'm not going to explain all of my childhood trauma. I'm going (laughs) to say, yeah, I'm moving for work. Like it makes more sense. Yeah. And it did at the time. It was definitely a good move, but I moved to Los Angeles alone at 17. Mm-hmm. I am a such like an overachiever to mm-hmm. the max. I want to do everything and I want to do everything well and I want whatever it is, right? Yeah. But again, because it was in work ethic, it was almost worse mm-hmm. because all I did was I like crammed myself in a room, did all this stuff, but it ended up not even like I it, I think it like emotionally stunted my growth. Like yeah. for, as a person. Same. Because I was like, I don't even know who I am outside of this at one point. Well, it's like any addiction. So if yeah. you look at it through that lens, it's like any addiction where you kind of get lost in it and you use yes. it as a crutch. 
I did that too. And it seems like it's easy to when you're running away from something. So like if I'm running away from my life in Texas, for example, I was bored at school. I, you know, family stuff did happen with me, but not Mm -hmm. like not to a certain level that I really needed to leave, but just not good environments, not things that I felt like I was doing well. So then I went to LA and I, of course, had to pay my rent, which I wasn't, I at that point didn't have a job set up. I literally just had started blogging and it became like, it's, it's so addicting to be productive and it it just became about productivity to the point where like, you know, those times, and this happened all the time I noticed, I'd be in my house literally all day, like in my apartment, most of my roommates worked outside of the home. And then I would like come out of my room for the first time in like seven hours. It's like 3 PM. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen a single person all day. I've not spoken words to people. I've, and it makes you like disoriented. Like you yes. feel, and I'm prone to anxiety and depression. Both. I was going to say my anxiety mm-hmm. in that mid afternoon. Yeah. And you like start like tweaking, like, yes. like something's like wrong and I was get, get really depressed, which made me work more. Yes. And to like deal with anxiety, you work more because it's the thing you can control. Exactly. So it's like any like, you know, issue mentally when it comes to like eating or any kind of substance abuse or like whatever it is, this is just similar though. We, it, it's kind of looked upon as like being good. Like people are like, Oh, good for you. Like you work so hard, but at the same time, it's still a crutch. Like you're still yes. like not out in the world learning how to be like a person. You're literally just shut away. Like in the name of productivity, <laughs> you're yes. like, this is, this is what I need to be doing. Because people look at being productive as a good thing. And they look at, you know, overconsumption as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I mean, well, you should maybe consider, yeah. you know, another perspective, <laughs> but I just had a really big problem. And I, I went to a school that also had an internship and that yeah. was for two years. And that was really helpful to me because I, one wasn't alone in my room by myself every single day. I was like surrounded by other people, mm-hmm. people who are older than me that I could learn from And then um, it gave me something else to do. So while I think like for two years, it definitely stunted my growth career wise, like Mm -hmm. mentally and emotionally it did. The structure of it helped me a lot. I'm like, you know, I I have my own stuff to deal with from that, but like the structure of that really helped. Um, Also being around other people is actually so helpful. Yes. To me, I always, especially the beginning of my whole career, I was like, I didn't want to work with people because they make me slow down. And I was like, they're literally like fucking speed bumps. Communication sucks. Usually like everything is slow. Everything waiting for emails. Yeah. All that stuff. And now I try to look at it like, okay, this is like how people, normal people who have like jobs in Los Angeles, for example, (laughs) or in New York, they do things at this pace. So you need to slow the fuck down. Like there's no reason to act like life is going to pass you by really fast. The only way it's going to do that is if you're head down, you know, in your computer all day, every day for years, Mm -hmm. again, in the name of productivity. No, literally. And I just avoided every issue. Like I am currently working on stuff that I probably should have worked on four years ago, five Mm -hmm. years ago, because I was that I was pushing things off so to the point where I didn't even know certain things were bothering me because that is how outside of myself I almost was. Yeah. No, I, that's how I am too. Yeah. Like huge. And that's one thing like you're saying now is when I moved here where that's not the norm, because here's our little sob story that we're talking about, but this is everyone in Los Angeles. This is everyone in LA. I feel like some people look at it as like the West coast, like laid back. It is not. It is Mm -hmm. absolutely not that way. And when I go to New York, sometimes even I'm like, 
these people have more free time usually than people I know in Los Angeles. Yes. They have social time. They go on dates. They like do stuff because it's easier to be social there, I think, just because it's so close. Yeah. LA, it's kind of hard to be social. Like it has to be super intentional. But they also have somewhat normal working hours. And in LA, we just have all day, every day, people just are working, working, working around the clock. And like New York, they, they go to work. They work fucking hard. They work early and late hours, but they don't like... My friends in New York, at least, don't stay at the office until their eyes are closing <laughs> at their laptop, which is essentially what we did in Los Angeles. I agree. And they have, I think their lives are just healthier and better. I would say about every friend in New York, I'm like they actually have lives outside of work, mm-hmm. which is something to be celebrated and something that's cool. And it's not a competition. Like it's, no. that's, you're winning right now if you're living that life. Exactly. You know I mean? And I think there's times where obviously you need to focus more on work, put your head down, grind it out. So you can like, obviously there's different mm-hmm. times for different things. But overall, like if all you are doing is working and you don't have a life outside of that, even if you're so passionate about working, like, I don't know, that's just not something that I personally would want. Well, it's not what your life is about. Exactly. It's not, and it's it's taken me a really long time. I mean, since I was young, I've been disciplined to like a crazy person since I was really little. Like I would put in my room when I was probably in kindergarten, did you ever watch Even Stevens? Oh, yes. Okay. So Ren had the calendar mm-hmm. of the sticky notes. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So at literally kindergarten age, I have sticky note calendar my whole day in two minute increments, including wake up, brush your teeth. And yep. I would go check it off when it was happening. Like oh, yeah. I was insane. And I just brought that through to work with me. And then I woke up one day and I was like, this isn't what life is for. Like, of course I need to pay my bills and all this stuff, but like what the fuck am I doing? Like what's going on? Which actually leads me to, we didn't even plan the segue (laughs) into the topic, what I want to talk to Kinsey about, because she's actually spoken about this on her podcast. And I think it's just a good topic to like, kind of talk about and get creative with. And that is romanticizing your life. So to me, that means, you know, not overworking yourself, finding joy in like small, simple moments, um, not living in like crazy extremes kind of, but just like, imagine you're the star of a sitcom (laughs) or some kind of romantic comedy. That was like, that's how the lens I look at romanticizing my life through. So that's one of my favorite topics too. So how, in what ways would you say slowing down, moving to Dallas, all this stuff, have you started romanticizing like small moments in your life? I think I do it all the time. It's also allowed. Another thing moving to Dallas let me do mm-hmm. was slow down and actually even like talk to myself. I don't think I had been by myself mm-hmm. without working in two years. Yeah. And I crave alone time. But when I was alone, I was working all the time. Mm-hmm. So I all the things I wanted to do, like host dinner parties, have book club, do like things with friends, like whatever it was. Yeah. Going on random last minute trips. Like even if it's not big things, yeah. but all of those things I just didn't do because I just didn't have the time and I didn't mm-hmm. make it a priority. Um, but now even like waking up early, and I don't wake up like crazy early. Like I, yeah. on average, I wake up like seven. Okay. And I, it's like literally as small as like getting my coffee, going on my rooftop and like doing my morning pages, which yeah. helps so much. I'm the same way. Like we, you know this, but sharing the podcast, mm-hmm. like all of my routines and productivity and stuff literally comes from like me managing anxiety and depression. Yeah. Mainly anxiety is what it helps me with. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do those things, I'll fall back into it. So that's where that comes from. Yeah. So I've had to 
learn how I need to keep those things in, but put small things throughout the day that make me actually enjoy my life. Yeah. And if I want to go get lunch with someone, I'm going to go do it. Mm -hmm. There's just like small things. Like honestly, journaling, it really just depends on the day, the day. But honestly, like a bigger thing is like, okay, book club. I have like probably 15 girls in Dallas and book Mm -hmm. club. They come over and that's a bigger one. That's not like a small everyday thing. But it's like, I have the dinner parties. I do this. Like, it's the small things that like I always wanted to do that I just didn't yeah. do. And you you set out time for them. For me, with the routine thing and the managing of anxiety, kind of what we were talking about earlier, I was trying to look for more optimization in my life. And I was considering, okay, if I wake up and do this exact routine, like this successful person, I'm going to be optimized and I'm going to do this and I'm going to follow them. And the only thing it gave me at the end of the day was more anxiety because I'm yes. trying to follow this fucking routine that doesn't feel natural to me at all. So when I stopped doing that and started waking up and naturally just like doing what I thought I craved. So I wake up in the morning again, it's not the same exact thing every single day, but I try to breathe, right? Mm-hmm. Just like literally take deep breaths as part of my morning routine. Yeah. Um, I have my athletic greens sometimes if I'm around and I think about it. And then I have my coffee. And at first I was trying to do a million things. What am I grateful for? What is this happening? Let's meditate. Let's do some stretching. Let's do a quick 15 minute yoga. And it was a hour long, two hour long, whole entire morning routine that I just was like stressing myself out about. So for me, romanticizing my life is truly like in the moment, deciding what I need in that moment and letting myself do it and do so quietly. Like yeah. waking up when I want to, I come in here, usually Joe's in here like having his coffee and we kind of sit in almost like silence. And I just have my coffee, I start my to-do list. That's so you. It's like, yeah. right? Yeah. It feels very therapeutic. And to me, that that's like romanticizing things. Like I like yeah. to sit in my corner. I like to look at, at the view with my ember mug. So my coffee's always warm, set at my 135 degrees. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Everything feels slow and calm and like good for me. And then I wake, then I start my day and I'm so much more relaxed than if I'm trying to follow this very intense morning routine that this like CEO does. Yeah. Cause that's just not me. Like I think thing. that's actually really what I do. Cause mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about it, cause I don't, there are certain things that I try to do every, honestly, the only thing that is absolutely consistent in my life is I read before bed every night. Yeah. And you know what? Someone told me recently that's a form of meditation. So, you know, I guess I meditate guys. Thank yeah. You, you kind of escape a little bit. Yeah. And the story. It's, it's helpful, but it is nice. I wake up and sometimes I am working out in the morning. Sometimes I'm working out later. Mm-hmm. But I, or I'll go on a walk and I'll get coffee or I'll just make coffee at home and I'll journal and I'll like lay around my dogs. Like I, I also just know that if I wake up and I give myself time to just spend time alone in the mornings, Mm -hmm. I feel so much better. I feel so much more on top of it. I get more done throughout the day. Even I'm just in a better headspace. I don't like waking up and immediately like getting ready and starting something. I need time. And I don't always do that. Like I went out to the bars last night. It was a Wednesday night. Like what was wrong with me, you know? But you're you're romanticizing your life. Exactly. But I was like, you know what? And then when your friends want to leave book club and go to the bars on a Wednesday night, that's also what you do. Yeah. Because when you're 24, what else are you going to do? That's what I said. That's that's my excuse for everything. Yeah. So we went to Monarch, which is like crazy views. So we had a couple cocktails. I I get super sassy when I'm drunk. So I guess that's how I romanticize my life. <laughs> Just say everything that comes to my mind. <laughs> Joe's like, you don't need it. We don't need to talk about that right now. <laughs> but that's another thing that I'm doing recently this year. I'm like, this is my, and I talked about this in my resolutions podcast episode. I was like, this is my socialite year and I'm going to do I'm going to be out and about. I'm going to be doing stuff. And that's another way for me to do that. I love dining. And like, Mm. even if 
Like, for example, what we're doing right now, Kenzie and I are sitting here on the podcast mics. I have set up a candle. Yep. <laughs> there are snacks and various it's so romantic. bowls. There's wine. I have a Celsius too. There's water. I mean, there's just so much going on here. And this is me romanticizing this moment. It costs essentially like what, five bucks, 10 bucks to do so. But this little thing contributes to like a larger ambiance. Yeah. And then you're going to leave and then we're going to be like, that was so nice mm -hmm. and calm and peaceful. And those little things are huge for me when it comes to like focusing on like aesthetics and making things around me pretty. And that feels very romantic to yeah. me and for me specifically. Like it's for you, but it's also for me mm -hmm. <laughs> too. It's also like the details. I think in general, I don't know. I also... I feel like I just was ignoring myself for so long mm -hmm. on what I wanted and then coming here and creating a life that I actually love Yeah, and going to even like something as small as like, I know where I like to go out. I know the kind of vibes I don't like when I go mm -hmm. out. I know like really creating the life that I want down to what I want my life to feel like, the music mm -hmm. I listen to every single day, what I consume, who I follow, who I hang out with. Yeah. Like, I think it's literally as small as that. But even just throughout the day, it's just, it's honestly kind of just doing what you want when you feel like it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also like playing those moments up more yeah, and doing same. things like this. Or I'm hosting book club and making a dinner party. I have mm -hmm. like a whole setup. Like they're stuff pretty, like that. it feels yeah. good. It feels more like a, t like a whole thing rather than just like. Thrown together. Yeah. Like we could, we could sit here and it could be like barren, which, and we'd probably have a great conversation, but it just feels like, I don't know, more Again, romantic. That's like yeah. the only word I can think of. One thing I've been doing a lot to romanticize my life, and I've been a little bit like I'm taking it too much to mm -hmm. a certain level. Uh, I'm addicted to vision boards. And instead of doing vision boards of like very specific things, I find pictures of people who look like they're feeling the things that I want to feel. Mm -hmm. So just like out with their friends and having a good time or like in love or like traveling. And it doesn't need to be fancy or anything, but I... Now I'm doing, I have decided I'm doing one every single month and yeah. I'm actually going to post it on the note to self, um, Instagram and like the highlights for vision board. But every month is going to have like kind of like an aesthetic pool, but also very much diving into like the feelings I want to have and what I want to be surrounded by, which is pretty much exactly what you're just saying, but I'm just putting it in like a visual yeah. thing so I can look at it. Cause I look at mine every day on my laptop. And again, that feels even like romantic and fun to like have that aesthetic right there in front of my face all day. Another thing that I just thought about with vision boards is people talk about like visualization all the time. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't something I, maybe I was into it and I just didn't really have a word for it. And mm -hmm. maybe I just didn't know, but like I am actually starting to like, like visualize my future, visualize what I want, crazy big goals, like thinking really big. Yeah. And that doesn't even have to be career. Like mm -mm. it's again, like I think career, my career is a part of my life. It isn't my entire life. Yeah. And for me, again, that is the healthiest. Mm -hmm. But even like visualizing things for the future and also like something as small as like believing in myself. But when I think about the difference between my life before and my life now and like actually like romanticizing my life and mm -hmm. enjoying it, a lot of it has to do with like having a lot better of a relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. And I would have never said I didn't have a good relationship with myself before because I didn't hate myself. Like I wasn't like, 
I'm hard on myself on like work stuff, but yeah. other than that, I'm like, I think I'm pretty cool. Like I'm yeah, nice. Yeah, you're normal. <laughs> but I was ignoring myself for years. So it's mm-hmm. like, that's also a part of obviously not having a good relationship Huge. with yourself. Yeah. And that was my issue. So I think like, while that's not really like romanticizing your life, like for me. I think it is romanticizing your life. Yeah. Taking moments away from doing all the time and being something for someone else or being mm-hmm. a good friend or being someone's you know, sister or daughter or, you know, employee or whatever, and taking those times for your own self, like that's, that is definitely romanticizing your life and sitting down with yourself and really getting real. That's like such a luxury. I think that everyone is able to have, because everyone has five to 10 minutes to write down like your morning pages, for example, Mm -hmm. you said, that's a great tool. Can you explain kind of what you do for that? So morning pages, I don't even know where I learned about this. Mm -hmm. It's like a universal term, but it, I know you can either set a timer or you can just like write for three pages straight and not basically like you don't take your hand off the paper. Yeah. But it's like, you do it. I don't do it immediately immediately when I wake up. up. I'm Mm -hmm. not literally like grabbing it as I get up, but I will go make my coffee and then I'll tend to do it if Mm -hmm. I'm doing it before I work out. But I will write one page, two pages, three pages, whatever, and just like not stop writing. Mm-hmm. And it gets everything. It's really good if you have anxiety. And honestly. you just write like everything that comes to your everything mind. Everything that comes to mind. And yeah. sometimes it's like list or it's like the other day it was literally like a list of things that I wanted to do or yeah. it's not always like, I feel this way. This is what yeah, happened yeah, yeah. today. And sometimes it is, but it's really it's just, just whatever, whatever comes to mind. Yeah. But it helps me get everything out of my head. So I'm not mm-hmm. like stressed about it all day too. In the morning. And then it helps me even like in therapy. Sometimes when I'm like, okay, well, I have a weekly appointment and she still hasn't let me go to bi-weekly so clearly yeah, yeah. we got stuff to work on <laughs> and I'll just like pull from that it just yeah. it's so helpful but that again it's like enjoying your own company mm-hmm. enjoying spending time alone well, respecting yourself too yes. respecting your feelings giving yourself grace even like when it comes to let's say the morning pages a way a, it's a great tool but even like beginning to use it you have to like develop some sort of sort of grace and respect for yourself because I know when I sit down in front of a blank white paper, I'm worried about immediately my, my mind goes to, okay, this needs to be good. Or like, I can't make a mistake or I can't stop mid sentence to start a new sentence. It has to like all make sense grammatically. And even like the step of actually putting the pen to paper and just starting to write and like feeling the freedom in that is such a big step for yourself. Even before you basically started your whole morning pages journey mm-hmm. is to even enter into it is actually really helpful. I think that's a really good one. And to listen to yourself and honor the things that you're saying without judging yourself for them. And then like deciding that you're like a loser. That's my biggest thing. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. what's like, why do I, you know, I just get that way by myself. So I think that's a huge one. And then also you read at night, Yeah, which is a huge part of your life. Uh, probably the biggest. Yeah. Anything. You're like the Maybe most bigger consistent. than my career. Yeah. 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 I read every night on my Kindle. Um, my Kindle made me read. I read a hundred books last year. I was like, telling Joe that. Show. I was like, I think she read a hundred books yeah. last year. He was like, holy shit. But I don't watch shows. Like my thing. With, yeah. The thing with me is that I'm really bad at watching TV. I can't focus. Uh-huh. If I watch anything, it's reruns of like, I want to restart Nashville. Cause that's like my favorite show. And yeah. that's what I want my life to feel like. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to bring that back. But mm-hmm. I, if I'm watching TV and again, this came from like a, having like a problem with work, yeah. I will put my phone out and before you know it, I'm somehow working or I'll be on my laptop. That's exactly what I do. Yes. Yeah, so, Joe's always annoyed. He's always like, can you just watch and the I, show? And I can't do that. Like yeah. I know myself enough at this point mm-hmm. that it's just, it's not even worth me trying. Cause then I end up shaming myself because <laughs> yeah. I pay attention to the show and I'm like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so reading was just a really good thing for me. And it's, it's like good for anxiety. I've never thought yes. about it as, a, as an anxiety 
tool. Oh, well, it started because I went through a really bad breakup and okay. I was always a reader before. I've been a reader my whole life. Yeah. But it was at the first week of our like first breakup. I read five books in five days, which was like peak COVID. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I would stop working at like four yeah. and then I would read all night, but it was because I didn't want to overthink. Mm-hmm. So when I was overthinking and I swear to God, that is my biggest breakup tip because I didn't spiral after that breakup yeah, and yeah. I was totally fine. I was totally cool. I mean, it was like kind of an easy one to get over at, at the end of it, but like <laughs> Harsh. in the nicest way possible. It was just like one of those things where like, you, you need to let it go, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, instead of me sitting there and like ruminating over it and like being yeah. so sad and overthinking, I would just read. And that's why I love cooking too. Yeah. Anything where my hands are busy because I can't grab for my phone or my laptop Your hands are is busy good for me. and you're using your brain. So exactly. like you have to be focusing and like obviously reading takes like pretty much all of your attention cooking. I mean, can or can't, you can listen to a podcast or something. Yeah. I want to get more into that too. That's actually a really great tip too. Oh, wait, for that's anxiety. Like my number one thing that I do to romance, like my cooking, cooking. Yes. Okay. I have a whole, I don't know why that, I don't know why I didn't go to that. <laughs> I like love weeknights at yeah. home by myself where I'm cooking like mm-hmm. a new recipe or something else. I love going to Sprouts. My what do you place. like to make? Oh yeah, you love Sprouts. Um, I saw that. Like my go-to, there's like a bolognese that I made last night. That's like one that I go to a lot. The kale tortellini, Italian sausage soup is a big mm-hmm. one. It depends. I love soups and I love pasta. Those are like my favorite yeah. thing to make. Comfort so, foods. Yeah, obviously yeah. like really healthy. Um, <laughs> some of them are, but I love just like I play Texas country normally. Love. Sometimes a podcast. Mm-hmm. I'll light candles. My house feels good. Like, you know the feeling of like when the weather is good and you're yeah. playing Texas country and you're like in your house. It's just the best feeling. Texas country is maybe to me, maybe it's because of my childhood, just like good memories of that yeah. is is the most relaxing. There is nothing yes. like having a glass of wine, cooking and playing Texas country music. Exactly. It is, and it's a specific genre for y'all who don't know. I will post it when I post this episode, but it's a little more like folk-like and like guitar, and it's like less like pop country vibes. And it makes me just so zen and happy. Nothing calms me down more than country music in general, Mm -hmm. but specifically Texas country. Yeah, yeah. Total side note, I was in LA last week and I was having a really hard night. I was super anxious. Mm -hmm. I didn't like how I was feeling. And you want to know what I play? I literally cannot make this up. I I was kidding at first. And then I was like, this shit actually works. Yeah, yeah. You know that um, Texas song, Sandy from SpongeBob? Yes. That was the song I played. And I was kidding to Dom. And then we were like, wait, this is kind of a good song. (laughs) We actually love this. (laughs) But in all seriousness, that playing Texas country, cooking, having like windows down, Mm -hmm. like, or up or open or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in a car. I love helpful. Having music everywhere. I just love everywhere. I have Alexa's in the kitchen, bedroom, and bathroom because I need them all, even to wake up in the morning. Like, I need music on and I I'll listen to, to Texas country then too yeah or there's a playlist on Spotify called serotonin and I'll just oh. drive to it or something like at the spot like Spotify made it they they switch things up every now and then romanticizing my life today I was driving like down past downtown Dallas like entering mm-hmm. downtown Dallas and this one specific song was on I forget what it was and I was just like cruising and I was like yeah. wow if the if it was warm outside and like I could put the windows uh, down it would be the most epic moment of this last month <laughs> if I could choose one feeling to have for the rest of my life or a feeling that I want the rest of my life to feel like mm-hmm. it would either be at a country concert or it would be driving in Texas windows down playing country music yeah it's one of the two yes it's live music is one of my favorite things ever too but that these are just like 
I feel like easy ways to romanticize your life. Another one I have that I've talked about a million times is taking myself on dates, like Mm -hmm. going and, or even like going to a bar and reading a book. Like I've done that in New York so many times where like I was waiting on someone or something and I didn't have anything to do for an hour. So I'd like go to the bar, take out a book or write, like just journal Mm -hmm. and like beat this random girl just like (laughs) looking cute at the bar (laughs) reading by herself. Um, I have a podcast episode on how to date yourself, which I don't remember which number that was, but y'all can go listen to that. That's another really big one for me. Um, Music playing all the time, big one. What else? I just like, I really enjoy thinking about the things that I would see in a rom-com and then being like, and they're always the most simple little things that you watch in romantic comedies and you're like, wow, she looks like she's having a great time. Yeah. And then I just indulge myself in those things. Yeah. Cooking is like the most simple one of all time. It also saves money. Yes, so you're say, winning. It's not like booking a trip to Europe with your best friends. No, it's, it's literally simple. like your morning coffee, walks even. I love going on like morning walks. Love, love a good walk. Cooking, I mean, you're saving money then. Like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this like extravagant thing. It's just your day to day. And you know what else I think it is? It's like, we're both, I feel like very intentional with how we live our lives. Yeah. And I noticed that is a, a very big difference. I think that I feel with like friends around me sometimes mm-hmm. because people will be like, oh, I don't want it. Like I couldn't even imagine doing that, whatever. And I'm like, I wouldn't even think like, I know what I want my life to be. Yeah. And I know what I want to feel like. And I know how I want to make other people feel. And yeah. I know not everything. I mean, I know nothing really, Mm -hmm. but like those things I'm like, I'm pretty sure about at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I do things intentionally to achieve that or to achieve that feeling or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And I think it goes back to, again, like just living your life intentionally. Yeah. Like my biggest fear is that I just wake up again and I'm like, what the fuck have I been doing for the past two years? Like yeah. I don't want to be <laughs> in that spot again. Yeah. And just like going, like it feels like you're like in a hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. And sometimes it takes like waking up an hour earlier, like not to yeah. be Gary Vee, but like, you know yeah, what I mean? It does. Well, also you have to keep yourself on your toes a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So when you change things, sometimes you challenge yourself, you learn something new. It's like when you get into a new relationship or out of one, like all these life changes require a certain level or a different version of yourself, I would say. Yeah. And to me, what I really think about just going back to the romanticizing thing is all of this is just for you and your mental health. So it's not like, again, with a morning routine or me saying this is how you romanticize your life. So do this and you're going to, you know, be the girl in a rom-com. It's all about truly listening to yourself, not taking the advice, not being a consumer of everyone else's lifestyles or content. Like I tell Joe all the time, he's always scrolling on like Twitter and stuff like that. And I'm like, you were consuming so much content. Like, how do you even know what you feel or think or anything like that? So just take a moment for yourself. I think the biggest takeaway for me in general, when it comes to this whole, like living my life romantically for myself, it's always taking moments to myself the morning pages or something like that, where you truly like think about what you want and what works for you specifically. And that's like the most important thing you can ever do when it comes to romanticizing any part of your life Mm -hmm. for you is to really, really learn and listen to yourself, which is interesting because I did not mean for that to come kind of full circle from our beginning Mm -hmm. conversations of like the, that girl trend and things like that. But I think it all kind of just, really does. <laughs> so anyways, we're romanticizing our lives over here yeah. and go listen to Kenzie's episode on it too. go listen to her podcast in general. Do you have any episodes that you feel like you can think of right now that are like 
along this like topic. You've done so many. I have so many. I did this one with Katie Bellotti, the romanticizing mm-hmm. your life, because she's like queen of romanticizing your life, truly. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I would say like most a lot of them. I honestly, yeah. but Katie's is the one that's about it. Okay, cool. Also, Kenzie has a book club. She also is sharing yes. so many book recs. And I'm I'm trying to read more. I literally am like trying to do a book a month though. Like I could yeah. not do you're doing 80 this year, you said, right? 60. Thank 60. you. Okay. Yes, I'm 60. Calming down. Yeah. <laughs> you're relaxing. Yeah, relax. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're not leaning on that one too much yeah. now. Um, so I'm gonna try to do 12. For mm-hmm. me, 12 is like, wow. That's she really read good. a lot this year. That's way more than Anyone. Most people, yeah, yeah. that's way more I'm, than I've read in years, mm-hmm. you know. Besides last year, <laughs> but again, I'm an extremist. Yeah, you know what's so interesting is how much I I really am extreme in the things that I like. If I like something, if I'm in it mm-hmm. for like everything, but like I hate extreme sides of things. Yeah, like the second same. you're on an extreme, so it's so weird. And we both do that. We we're do, both yeah. very extreme mm-hmm. in certain ways, but like. As far as like ideologies, I'm yes. like, okay, no. We yeah. are always more middle ground. Yes. I think it's just being logical too. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> all right, Kenzie, pimp yourself out. Tell us where to find you. Um, Kenzie Elizabeth on Instagram. I forgot Twitter existed until you said Twitter. Yeah. Um, YouTube. My podcast is I Love You So Much with Kenzie Elizabeth. My TikTok is Kenzie the Texan. Ooh, we love it. All right. Thank you, Kenzie. Thank you. All right. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening as per usual. Thank you guys so much for rating and reviewing the podcast. I get a little tear in my eye every time I go to read those. Uh, Also, any of you who have DM me about the podcast to say it's been helpful to you. That's the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, I'm really working on trying to set aside time on a daily basis to answer DMs. You'll know it makes me very anxious for some reason. I, again, I really don't understand why. Um, I just feel very overwhelmed, (laughs) but most of the DMS, I would say 99% of the DMS are so fucking nice that I'm like, why is this stressing me out? Like this should make me, and it makes me like, when I read them, I'm like beaming. Like, I'm like, wow, I can't believe a human being typed this to me (laughs) because of what I said on my podcast that I record while I'm just sitting in my apartment, just rambling. So I'm really trying to do that because I think that's the most respectful way to get back to anyone who is trying to reach me to thank me for anything I've done for them. Y'all, I'm trying. I really promise I'm trying. Just give me some time (laughs) and I will master the art of constant communication with people on the internet. I promise some people are really good at it. I just haven't been good at it. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyways, if you have reached out and DM me, if you have left a review, if you have posted about note to self in your TikToks or on your stories. Thank you so much. Like really and truly from the bottom of my deep, dark black heart. Thank you so much. It has been so helpful. And I care about this podcast so much because I just truly enjoy the whole process. And, uh, I'm really thankful for you guys listening. And I'm very happy that you're taking something positive away from it if you, you're finding positive things amidst the rambling. <laughs> I actually had a girl DM me the other day and she was like, I love it because it's so human because you can tell that you're not, you just like don't have an outline and you're just like talking like stream of consciousness. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I thought that was, I kind of thought that would be my downfall, but I guess it's kind of working out well for me. <laughs> but 
Truly, truly, thank you guys so much for listening. Definitely go find Kenzie on social media. Like I said, I put her information in the show notes, so it will be really easy to find there if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Make sure you come follow Note to Self on Instagram and on TikTok. I will link both of those below. And you can come follow me on Instagram if you want to, if you're a real one, because I post on there quite a lot, probably more than anyone wants me to post on there. I also do weekly Q&As. So if you guys have any questions about topics that I've covered on Note to Self, anything that you need spoken about more in depth, definitely come follow me on Instagram because I usually try to do those on Mondays. So stick around for those. And that is it for today. So I love you guys forever and always and ever and always. And I will talk to you next week.